Gotta start stretching for this. There we go. <clears throat> All right, we are on now. Welcome to Two Crazy Scoops Podcast. It's your hosts, Ao and Tito, and this week we have special guest Gabriel Gutierrez. So have fun listening to about video games, Atari, Nintendo, all that fun stuff. So stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if we're gonna be. Are we gonna get to Nintendo today? I don't think so. I, I think I, we're gonna be packed with the. Atari. I think I we're think gonna we... talk about Atari. <laughs> <laughs> How to gonna, play video games on a calculator. We're going to talk pre-Nintendo. Pre-Nintendo. Pre yeah, we'll for another day, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I jumped <laughs> the gun on that one. I'm a little excited. No, it's good. No, it's all this, good. This we is felt what, it, man. We felt it. This is what Gabe, I mean, what Aaron wanted to do the podcast about initially was video games because that's something we're both passionate about. Um, but it's kind of hard to find a lot of people that have as much knowledge as you do about this subject, so to speak. First hand too, man. I was there at the beginning. I was like the prime candidate for, you know, all that uh, home console stuff. Uh, that's what's pretty, pretty crazy about it. You know, I, uh, when I was real little, so like I was born in 74 and all of the, the home console stuff came about right around 75, 76. So I was just a little baby. But by the time they worked out all the kinks, um, you know, Atari was the first main uh, Atari 2600 was the first main console that was like mass produced and, and like a lot of people actually had it, you know, it's still really expensive, but you know, we, I lived in a little, a little neighborhood that, you know, wasn't super uh, uh, prosperous and there was people down our street who had Ataris, you know, mm -hmm. so that was kind of cool. But before Atari, there was a bunch of other stuff, you know, there was like, have you ever heard of the, the uh, Magnavox Odyssey? Mm -hmm. I hadn't, I haven't, you, you know, I hadn't heard it. That, that's one of those, the first ones. And then there was the Telstar, which was the precursor to the ColecoVision. And that was like a first uh, one. But see what you, what the, when it started, most of the time, like when I was little, when you bought a video game, you bought one, one little unit and that was the game. <laughs> there was like mm -hmm. no switching out games, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know if you've seen those little Mattel handheld ones where it's just mm -hmm. little blinking lights. Yeah. It's like little red lights. Dude, those things, I, we would have like kids like lined up to play those because you could play head to head like football. You could have one on one end, the other end, and it was just little red blinking lights. And you, and then the football would be like this little, like kind of a fading straight line. They're all like the same. The players look the same as the football, but it was like, <laughs> beep, 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 and then you would just run and we would spend hours playing this. So that's what that's, that gives you an idea of how hungry we were for any type of electronic game. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was a ton of those little LCD games. Like, I, you're mm -hmm. probably familiar with those, too, you know, where it's like it's got the little LCD figures. And they'll that's kind of like, like they, in fact, they had like. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say Donkey Kong was a real popular LCD game. Oh, OK. Um, and um, yeah. And so we you would just have the Nintendo, images though. of like the. <laughs> yeah, all kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, you win. <laughs> <laughs> But it would just be these little LCD characters kind of going on the screen. And it was already, you know, they were kind of already there, but they would light up whenever you would move. And then oh, the barrel, okay. same thing. Uh -huh. And, um, you yeah. know, Tiger used that a lot. Yeah, and those, like, nowadays, that would be super boring. Yes. Yep. Or kind of like yep, Mr. Absolutely. Game & Watch, like those. So, what, what, so that was, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's exactly. So that's what we had. So when Atari came. And it was like, dude, this one thing, you could play like all of these games 
it was like boom like mind-blowing we're like oh man and then you buy these cartridges and you just plug the cartridge in it's a whole new game i mean that was just it was just something it was amazing it was really really cool so so before, that was like in 78 before we get like, like super into it how does this kind of line up with um like arcades so to speak is this like during the same time yeah, so, as arcades being a big deal or yep. so the first major arcade game was pong now, have you guys ever played Pong? I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. just, you know, on a computer or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so all, all it is is it's two paddles. It's one thing here, one thing here, and a little ball going back and forth, too. That's all Pong was. And it was like a blockbuster. And they had them in, in arcades. Because, you know, there was a pinball back then. But they would have a Pong station. And people would play pong i mean it was like so well known and i was just a little kid remember how popular pong was you know it was like the game and so that was kind of the start and then the the arcade games that we're familiar with like uh, space invaders pac-man donkey kong those kind of evolved at the same time as the consoles so the mm-hmm. consoles were always kind of chasing the arcade ones now the arcade ones of course were actual real computers so the graphics were way better and the speed and the feel of the of the joystick was always way better than the home. So it was kind of like I would compare it to how um, when we were younger, movies uh, versus uh, watching TV show. You okay. know? Mm-hmm. It's like you had the TV actors and then you had the movie stars, right? They, they rarely intersect. You were either in the movies or you were in TVs. And, and so at that time, it was like there was either an arc. Or it was a home console game. And you never be as good as the arcades. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, how, that's how it worked, you know. But, but they always had this, like, the, they had Donkey Kong on Atari and, and also in television. But they stunk. The graphics were terrible, especially compared to the arcade, you know. It just, they never matched up. Pac-Man was terrible on the Atari. <laughs> like, it was, it was just, it's famous at how bad it was. If you ever see, it's so clunky. The noises don't even come close to matching. Um, the ghosts are, you know, uh, uh, I, I think, you know, in my thing that I had sent to you guys, we, we'll talk a little bit later about sprites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could only have five different things moving on the screen at once. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've got four ghosts in Pac-Man and then you've got the, the dots. Mm-hmm. So if you ever played the Atari Pac-Man, they were like blink. And it was because that was the only way you could make uh, everything work. And it was just kind of a strategy, but it made for terrible game. <laughs> and it just never it just always looked weird you know um but space invaders and pong so pong was the first one space invaders was kind of the first like like it took it up a level because now you had a bunch of uh, ships um that were on there and you actually you know can move back and forth and shoot and you had things shooting at you so um that kind of was the next one um that that took off now now space invaders on atari was pretty decent um, it wasn't as good graphics wise as the arcade, but play it was, it was almost just the same thing. Mm-hmm. So is that game uh, a little Space bit like Invaders delayed when you're kinda... playing? Is that the one where it's like, it... <laughs> well, Space Invaders is where you're the little guys. Now there have been different, uh, <laughs> other Sorry, your internet's kind of going a little slow. Uh, such as. Oh yeah, you know what? Do you wanna do you wanna uh, let's see if I can get a better connection somewhere? 
Yeah, maybe. Okay, you want to pause? Yeah, I mean, I can always edit this out too. It's fine. Yeah, we edited. We we edited a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The podcasts are actually usually four hours long. Um, we condense it to about fifty minutes. So <laughs> that's all. That's appropriate. It's fifty minutes. <laughs> And even then, that's questionable. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably, I could probably go to the other room, because that's right where the that's right where the um, modem is. And uh, so, yeah, give me about two minutes. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, take as much as you need. I'm gonna have to look up pictures of this stuff. Sorry. Oh, I see what it is. 2600. Yeah, I um so I didn't have one of those as a kid. My cousin did. Oh, I think he left. But um my cousin had one um and I remember seeing it over his house, but I never really played it back then. Um I played it later on like in the 90s. I remember going back and playing it. And it would they were easier to find like in the in the um, you know, those resale shops like Bookman's, for example. Yeah, but what was know. the earliest console that you can think of that you played? Was that was that it? That I actually played was the uh, the twenty six hundred, the Atari. Oh, okay. Twenty six hundred. I'm looking at oh. gameplay footage of that right now, and I've never played anything like this. Yeah, it's oof, it's horrible by today's standards. ET. Uh, I'm trying to remember what game he uh, talks about that one. Yeah, which I forgot which Atari that was though. That Dude, was for the which one was it? ET graphics. Um, I don't know. I have to look again and see because he, yeah, he it, it was mentioned in here. Oh, I can't remember, but it was it was horrible though. That game was terrible, and um, but it was nice. The nice thing about it is that when Atari kind of crashed, um. Nintendo kind of came in into their space and kind of helped resurrect video games because the video game market completely got destroyed. <laughs> they did. Atari, they just destroyed it. Dumped on it and left. They did. And then Nintendo kind of swooped in and, and took Wasn't it. Atari started by the guy who did Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, that I'm not sure. Yeah, it was. Nolan Bushnell. He is an American businessman and electrical engineer. He established Atari Incorporated and the Chuck E. Cheese pizzas. Oh, okay. Which, if you could imagine, that was a genius move on his part. Yeah. You can get kids to pay for pizza and video games. No, get the parents to pay for pizza and video games. No, the children. The The children children. are paying for it. They're the ones that pay for it the most, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. With issues later on in life, but... (laughs) Uh, no, it's, it's, it is interesting history. Now, the time period that he's talking about right now is like we're talking late 70s and then going into the early 80s. And um, Nintendo at the time, they were they actually had a system, but it wasn't I don't think it came out in the States, but they actually had a system out in the late 70s, too. Really? And, they did, and then they did Game & Watch. I think Game & Watch was um, came out in eighty. But it's only because the Game & Watch that I understand what he was talking about with those graphics where it's just kind of like lighting up different backgrounds. Yeah, like the, the the screen has already got the 
pictures. Yeah, which I mean, you'd buy, you could buy those at the dollar store. Little video games like that as a kid. Yeah, you could. That's why I was I was mentioned to him about Tiger Electronics because back in the early, well, I don't know how long they sold. I don't know how long Tiger sold those systems, but you can buy those little handheld systems in the nineties. Yeah, they had them like at McDonald's too, didn't they? Or Burger King like toys? Well, eventually they got cheap enough to be there. But before that, you mainly saw them like they sold them at like Toys R Us. They were probably, I don't know how much they cost, maybe like 20 bucks. Because I remember I had bought one. Last one I bought was when the Lion King came out. I bought the Lion King. Oh, is that like little bugs fall and stuff and you have to avoid them? Basically, yeah. Yeah, I think I did play that. Yeah. But the graphics are all burnt into the screen already. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, your movements just light up depending on where you're at. It was so horrible. Even back then, it was bad. But yeah. um, the Game Boy was, you know, ran circles around that. And that was Dude, that. My friend, he had the first Game Boy, the one that wasn't even in Game Boy Color. Yeah. And he was like, we were like five maybe. And we went to go to dinner and he let me borrow it. Mm-hmm. My parents found out that I had it, and they were like, "How did you get that? You have to return it. You're gonna break that thing." Oh so man! I had to play it for like a couple hours, and I had to return it back to him. Oh man, that thing was a brick. You would you would have never broke it. <laughs> I think one of those got launched to the moon. I think at some point, <laughs> and survived. You should Anyways. look it up. It's a story. It's a story about the Game Boy that survived. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, kind of got off the rails here. No, but, we were still talking about video games. Yeah. So where were we? We were talking. Yeah, about where was I breaking up? Space Invaders. Oh, yeah, Space Invaders. So that was like the coolest game because, at least for the home consoles, because it was as close as you could get to the arcade the arcade version. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the first, like, hey, we're actually bringing the arcades into the house, you know, and it had a real good feel. And Atari, you know, did a really good job with uh, promoting it and, you know, making it accessible. It actually came with the, with the console. So everybody had Space Invaders hmm. that came with it. So that was really cool, you know. So when television started coming around and they, they, they were a couple years afterwards, they were like 1980. So Atari already had two years of, the, of market, just total market dominance at that time. And then Intellivision came in. So they had to kind of come in with a different angle of oh this is the intelligent console mm. and and uh, um, the graphics were better I mean they they had had you know actual memory in in the console mm-hmm. um, and instead of because the I don't know if you've seen any Atari games but the the guys were usually really blocky you know and like they like the Atari's sports games were terrible they were like they always had three guys moving together so they would like move across the screen like this they would never run separately mm-hmm. they're always together and and again with the flashing you know mm-hmm. and like the baseball instead of being in the view of the batter like we we are used to seeing now the batter was at the top and so he was so you were the, pit, the pitcher the pitcher would go and then the batter would hit and it was just like this little blocky guy that would run the bases on it Mm-hmm. It was just really unnatural. I mean, it just was terrible. <laughs> and, and television comes along, and you actually get a guy like running, like you see his legs going like this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, we were like, whoa, you know, look, it's actually moving. It's got legs, you know. And uh, the other thing that blew us away, especially with the football on in television, was the screen scrolled. Now all of Atari games were just frame, mm-hmm. right? So it was like there's a scene. 
And like you'd have a game like Venture, for instance, which is kind of like a role-playing game. So you'd be in one screen and when you went to the other room, you'd go up and then it would be a whole different screen. And now you're in the other room, right? Now you come out from the bottom and then you go do whatever you need to do, kill the bad guys, you know, get the treasure and then you go to the next one. So when football in a television came out and you would run down the field and the field would move, oh man, we were like, whoa, how is this <laughs> happening? It's like, what kind of magic is that, you know? Because um, it just didn't happen. You just you just didn't have scrolling games back then. In a span of how many years was this kind of like from when you started seeing like just the squares to the actual scrolling? So so it was the so two Atari was by itself for about two years. It had pretty much dominance, and television was 1980. So the sport it, all in that first year between 80 and 81, they had about I think it was like 15 like uh, uh, what would you call them, like core games, you know? Mm -hmm. They were made by Intellivision for the Intellivision and, and uh, MLB baseball and uh, football was, was one of those. So it was, it was pretty early on once the television, because again, that's what they were advertising, right? Uh, they were kind of bragging about, hey, we're the intelligent uh, <laughs> console, you know, smart people uh, have that. In fact, uh, uh, I had mentioned them in my email with, you know, George Plimpton, Right. He was the spokesperson of Intellivision and he was like this well-known author, you know, scholar. And here he is. He had to, he had to sign a contract um, stating that he had played both Atari and Intellivision and he had deemed Intellivision to be the better console. Wow. <laughs> he, he actually Fancy. had to. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Legally, he had to do that because he was being, you know, and they interviewed him later. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? Their television paying me. Of course, I'm going to say they're the best <laughs> console. You know? right. hey, actually, <laughs> but, uh, we got about like, you know, maybe 50 bucks we can give you. Just tell us <laughs> this is the best podcast that is out there. <laughs> that's right. You got it, man. I, I, I can't say it until it actually hits my bank account. All right. Oh, uh, just as sure as it'll, it'll happen within, you know, <laughs> once, we, <laughs> once we return on the investment. Once the check cashes, hey, I will, I'll put me on posters, put me on. <laughs> YouTube, whatever you want, man. I'll be, I'll be promoting your podcast. But um, but you said that he that just George Plimpton is the writer of Paper Lion. I was not mm -hmm. familiar with that. So yeah, so he went undercover in in the Detroit Lions locker room, and he reported on what it was like because you know he's he was never really into sports. I mean, he was somewhat athletic, but it was always kind of the more scholarly type you know things you know rowing uh -huh. and lacrosse and stuff so he actually spent a whole year in the detroit lions locker room yeah, and so just there. wrote about his experience and uh yeah <laughs> so it's it it's pretty interesting but before yeah, he him, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh him. you know yeah he i mean he fit right in because that's what the that's what they were trying to to portray you know that mm. it was better yeah yeah so, um so this right here if you look at my little screen this little that's the television right there okay uh, and that's, the that's what i had. built into the console they were in the console it was like a little like a, a telephone line curly connection mm -hmm. to it and it had a little disc and that disc is what replaced the joystick so you moved your little guy around with that and that was always the debate because i think atari had the advantage in that they had the simple joystick it was just a standard you grabbed it it's got one button it's mm -hmm. like you can't mess right? up yeah, no, no, it wasn't on the top. It was, it was on the, it was actually on the pad. So, oh, okay. Uh, you would hold it like this, and then with the other hand, you would push the button. So, I mean, it's as simple as you can get. Mm -hmm. The Intellivision was complicated, and because mm -hmm. you had the, you had the little circle disc, but then you had all of these buttons. It looked like a telephone pad on the top. Yeah. And you had these inlays that you would put, like little plastics things that would slide in, and each button did something different. And if you didn't have the inlay, 
and it was a complicated game, dude, you were, you were messed up, man. There's no way you're going to understand how to play this game because that little inlay told you what all of those, those things did. Plus it had four buttons on the side too. Hmm. So each of those buttons did something as well. Um, now, after you played the game a while, you, you didn't need them because then you knew what all the buttons did. You had them memorized. But again, it was the intelligent console because dummies could not play television. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only handle one button at a time, you weren't going to do well with the television. I probably um, so done well with the, And the inlays, they all came with the games, right? So yeah. each game had its own one. You, okay. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, came, with it two. came with two? Mm-hmm, two identical ones. Okay. And I'm going um, to post a lot of pictures and videos of what you're talking about because even okay. myself, I, I'm still a... And I, I, I got, I've got, I've got an old Intellivision. I've got some games with inlays, and I can even take pictures of them. And so oh yeah, first experience. I've, yeah, I've got, um, I don't know, maybe about ten Intellivision games. That I, I'd really like to kind of build my library of it because that's all. That's like my childhood because I had the Intellivision. Um, that was my. I was team Intellivision all the way, man. I was this little, uh, you know, six-year-old uh, propagandist for Intellivision. I would play Atari. <laughs> Because my friends had it, you know, I'd go over to their house and I did, there were some games I liked, but you know, I was, um, upper class when it came to the video games. <laughs> I, was definitely, I was definitely for the Intellivision, you know, that's, that's what, uh, uh I like doing, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, Atari and Intellivision, they went for like a long time where it was just those two things. And then, um, so I'll start, talk about the games real quick first. So the fame, the popular games on Atari uh, was Pitfall. Um, do you ever play Pitfall or seen, yeah. seen it? Yeah, the guy who runs across like that's swings it. on vines and stuff. And that's that's the classic what we were used to. No scrolling, right? You went to one side of the screen and then you went past it and then you popped on the other side, right? And it was a diff- whole different screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played that. It is an impossible game. <laughs> it was like it was like the the Legend of Zelda for Nintendo, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, it was kind of the first like adventure, and everybody wanted to play Pitfall. Like everybody, all the kids, that was like the game to play. I did not know a single person who ever won the game. You had twenty minutes to navigate this course, and you didn't know it was basically a maze. Um, and you had twenty minutes to finish it. So really, there was two ways to to win. The first was the non-win, which was you just lasted the 20 minutes. <laughs> you never found the because you had to get uh, these different diamonds and treasure. And when you got all of them, that's how you won the game. So you had to get that in 20 minutes. Um, but there was like a specific path. There's only one way that you could actually win. There's there's If you go online, you'll see maps on how to actually do it if you ever want to do it. Um, but it's a hard game, man. I mean, you had to like jump on the top of alligators' heads. And you have to swing on vines and there's like quicksand and there's all this stuff. Um, but like anything little thing can kill you. It was really a tough game, but everybody wanted to play. It was so much fun. So that was like the big game uh, that people liked on that. And in television, it was burger time. Oh, burger yeah. time was like, the, man, I, I probably pulled a couple like eight and 10 hour game, you know, sessions of just playing burger time. <laughs> Okay. And um and it it worked really good. Now uh, Atari did have Burger Time, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as the Intellivisions. And then with the disc, it you navigated those ladders a lot easier than with the actual joystick. Hmm. So it kind of lent itself to that because you, you if you didn't have the just you know didn't get on the ladder just right, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to go up. So the disc kind of had, had had gave you a little bit more finesse in climbing it, you know, and and getting away from the 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 bad the the pickles and the you're um, saying the Intellivision was better, or yeah, the, okay, gotcha. No, for for Burger Time, anyways, yeah, gotcha, okay. 
Um, now Atari was better for like space games and that's where the joystick was kind of nice because mm-hmm. when you were shooting things and you know, you were going around you had a little more control with the joystick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the joist, the joystick was, um, self-centering. So in other words, it kind of always went back to zero whenever you got done. So if you were in television, your if your character was pointing in a different certain direction, it was still pointing in that direction so okay. if you went forward. It was going that way, but Atari oh, always centered, you know? Got you. So that dial on the Intellivision controller did not go back. It didn't snap back. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, but that had advantages too in certain games, you know, um, mm-hmm. you, you didn't, you didn't want to go back to zero in certain games, but in like space games where you were a ship and you wanted, you wanted control of that, it, you know, it was a little more harder to control with the, with that little circle thing. Hmm. Oh, um, okay. But controller-wise, Atari was better. It just was. And it just, just owned simply because it was easier. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it was the more popular console. It was a lot easier to plug and play. You didn't really have to invest any time in learning it. And in a television, you really had to invest time to learn how to use that, that mm-hmm. darn paddle. And, <laughs> um, and, and also, Atari came with a little side paddle where it came with like a little knob. And you could twist it and it would move. And so there was games like um, Breakout, um, oh. Pong. Uh, there was one called, uh, what was it called? Kaboom. And that was an intense game because it was this guy dropping these bombs and you had to go back and forth and catch the bombs as they went. Oh, and yeah. they would go in this pattern. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so that was a lot of fun. But that paddle, that paddle worked really nice, you know, because you could just kind of twist and then catch it like that. Whereas in television, didn't really had something like that. You, you just, that, those are the paddles. That's what you used. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was it. Um, so yeah, so it definitely advantage with the with the paddle with Atari. Um, yeah, I played Breakout before. That was the one that I used to play on the computer mm-hmm. a lot, though, not on like a system. But yeah, yeah, Breakout was fun. You know, it was one of those games that anybody could play. You know, and it was just kind of I was I, one of the I uneducated kids that has You're, to play. Yeah, that. yeah. I, well, <laughs> very simple I video game. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still but, playing Pong to this day. Yeah. <laughs> the other really cool thing that Intellivision had, which like it's it's really dumb today compared to what we have, but it had sound like voices. Um, and in in MLB baseball and Intellivision, um, it was really famous because the umpire would say "You're out," and it was like this really mechanical. <laughs> it's so dumb, but when we were kids, we're like whoa, it spoke. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and then you could buy a, an actual console on Intellivision where it had games like there was a game I love called space Spartans and you were, it was almost like, you know, in, in star Wars where um, uh, they're in those valleys in the death star, you know, and they're fighting the stormtroopers, you know, and uh, or not stormtroopers, the uh, 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 tie fighters, you know, you're there in the X-wings kind of shooting. That's kind of how it was. You were kind of in a little valley and the bad guys would kind of come out and you would shoot and you could play the game by itself, you know, just, just with the Intellivision. But if you had the voice console, the extra thing, the aliens would talk to you and you would have like, you would have messages for missile command coming in. And that was like super cool. That was like really ahead of its time. Mm. Um, but there was, they really didn't have that many games. There was maybe like five or six games that actually used it, which um, I think is a common thing when we talk about the Nintendo thing, you know, they had a lot of really cool developments that uh, like with the power glove, mm-hmm. um, the power glove was awesome. It was really fun. And they just, they made like three or four games for it and that was it. 
um, they really couldn't use it for much else. And mm. it's just a waste of technology because it was a, it was a fun thing. They it was ahead also, of time. It was, it was. And that's how that voice thing on the television was. I mean, it was neat, but you really couldn't use it on too much, you know? Um, they, or I should say there was a lot more they could have done for, with it if they had, you know, had time. Mm-hmm. But when that came out, that was about where we started getting towards the crash. You know, um, I had mentioned in my email about the, um, the mm-hmm. crash of 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real thing because ColecoVision came around about 82. Mm-hmm. And now, now ColecoVision, I never had one. Um, I, I had friends who had one and then we had a, a friend of the family who, who had one. Now ColecoVision took it up another notch. It also went backwards in a couple spots, but graphics wise, man, that was like the Donkey Kong. It was real close to the arcade version. Um, and they had like Ladybug. Um, they had, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Doc, Dr. Do, I think is it's like the one that's the op. It's kind of like Dig Dug, but it was like the, a, a, the kind of the off brand version of it. Oh. <laughs> um, and ColecoVision, man, I mean, they were set to, to take off. They really, if the crash of 83 hadn't happened, um, they would have been the dominant console because they were just made. And the thing about ColecoVision is you could play any Atari 2600 game on it. Hmm. They, they, uh, Atari took them to court because they developed this little console that you could put, plug into the ColecoVision and play any Atari game. So that was their thing. It was like, hey, why buy Atari? Buy us and you can play all the Atari games. You know, <laughs> instant, instant huge library, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they actually sued them, but they lost in court. Um, and then what happened was Atari started actually making games for the ColecoVision. So they kind of started making money on the back end. Well, that's uh, yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, you know, can't beat them, join them. That's what they did. Um, but now, at, this, time, at this point, you had a new Atari out, though, because it wasn't yeah, the same as the... They had the 5200. 50, so how did that compare to the ColecoVision? It didn't. Graphic-wise. Um, it, it was better than the Atari 2600, mm-hmm. but, it, but the ColecoVision was still better. Um, oh, okay. So now what they did with the 5200 was they made the cartridges different. So now the, the ColecoVision could not play the 5600 on it. But what Coleco did was brilliant. So they, their, their version of um, Donkey Kong um, that they developed for the ColecoVision was super close to the arcade version. Mm-hmm. Now, again, they had Donkey Kong for both Atari and Intellivision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Coleco made it but they um, purposely made it terrible graphics. So when the Coleco came out, they reserved the good one for them Ooh. and it came standard with every Coleco vision. So that's how they got popular right away because everyone wanted the good Donkey Kong. <laughs> Nobody mm. wanted to play the, the, the generic Donkey Kongs that were on the other, oh, on the other two. Clever. So they made it for the other systems, but they just made it worse intentionally. Intentionally. So it, it wasn't because of the graphical power. Well, I'm sure there were some limitations to it, mm-hmm. but um, you know, and, and the, the memory was definitely better on the Coleco. I think it was like double um, than what the Intellivision was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't such a huge thing that they couldn't have made the other ones better. They, they right. Purposely dumbed it down. Gotcha. So there's a, there a version of stand out. You know how much memory we're talking about? Because yeah, I always like laugh. nothing, man. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. Well, Atari had zero, and then uh, like we were talking ROM. You know, actually on the console because all the yeah. all the cartridges had had the ROM in them. Um, but uh, Intellivision was like I think it was uh, eight. Was it eight? I can't remember. Uh, Intellivision. I think you had on here. It was. Um, 
Let me see if I can see it. Six KB ROM? Kilobyte? Yeah, yeah. Six, yeah, six kilobytes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. And then um, the Coleco <laughs> was six, was 16. Yeah, so that was like more Again, than that's nothing by today's standard. No, oh, no. It's measure not. anything. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. Anymore. Garbage. But back then, man, that's double, right? <laughs> and, and what was even more impressive was the sprites. Mm-hmm. Um, because that went from that jumped from uh, uh, what was it in, in television eight thirty two to thirty two, and so that's that was the biggest difference was the number of sprites to making the games more like the like the um, arcade games because real arcade games had a bunch of things happening at once, mm-hmm. and so that's why they had to dumb them down because you could only have so many things moving at one time. So to have thirty two sprites going, you could actually get closer to what the arcades look like, you know, mm-hmm. with that. But uh, yeah, Coleco's downfall was that they 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 their image was they were going to have the Atom right, the Atom computer. They were going to turn all of their Coleco visions into these home computers, and people were going to have both the system and the home computer, and they were never going to do anything else other than use Coleco. That was their their vision. Mm-hmm. But they had that vision right at the crash eighty three, and mm. um, yeah, that was too bad. Because mm. <laughs> it was really, I mean, it was really brilliant i mean you know i've used an atom before um just just uh i uh, had a friend who had one who was a collector and he turned it on for me it's it's pretty neat i mean if you use the old apple uh um macintosh ones they're very similar you know mm-hmm. it was right about that time um when the uh, apples were starting to get popular but it, you know i mean it's, it's a neat idea it just came came at the wrong time so then yes oh sorry oh, go ahead go ahead, go ahead your question is probably better so no, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about the downfall that you were talking about. Yeah. This whole crash. Well, I don't know if you want to move yeah. on to that yet or what Aaron was going to say. Yeah, we can go to the downfall. Just a side point. I, 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 it keeps popping into my head, so I just want to throw it out there real quickly. Um, it's interesting when you, when you said that the arcade, you talk about the comparison between the home console and arcade. And it's funny that you mentioned that because that was still the concern even later. And we'll get to that. But even when you got into the NES, the Super mm-hmm. NES, and, and 64 days, through the 90s, arcade hardware stayed above home console until, I think, until you got to PlayStation 2, that yeah. generation. Yep. Then yep, you right. start, you, it was almost in parallel. But before that, it was always a, a, um, a gap. But that's kind of a side point, and I know we'll get back into that. But it's just funny that when you mention it, because now I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, that's right, because I remember going to the arcade yeah, loving the arcade versions of some yes. of the games that we used to play, like Street Fighter and some of the right. other ones that were just like amazing in the arcade, and they were definitely dumbed down for the home. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it did carry, but that that's also because the um, arcade versions started getting even better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so the quality oh, yeah. even got better. Yeah, um, but even like Burger Time for Nintendo isn't all that great, you know. Um, and that's when I first played Burger Time. It was on yeah. the Nintendo. On Nintendo, right, right. Yeah. And, and so when when it came out on NES, I was super excited because I had just the Intellivision version in mind, and and it was it was better in some ways. Um, but I felt again, I felt the disc gave better control um, for the game than than the Nintendo, you know, the little cross pad that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, and again, quality wise, the graphics weren't. I mean, they were better, but they weren't like so much better. You know, the arcade was still way better. You know, yeah. Cause the NES, that was supposed to be a stronger system. I think Yeah, it was. Yeah. A bit. Right. I'm sorry guys. We can't really talk about Nintendo at this time. But, uh... <laughs> 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 uh, 
But uh, yeah, we can talk about the downfall if you want now, um, because it all came down to ET. Yes, the ET card. And I played this game too. This Did is, you really? I was telling Antonio earlier. My cousin had an Atari, yeah. and um, it's so funny because I remember seeing it there, but we I didn't play it until much later. Like I don't think I played the Atari until like the nineties. Right. Okay. So um, it was more it, of a retro it, thing, right? It was yeah, and he kept you know it was in the basement, but I remember seeing it over his house. Yeah, And so it's so funny because later on when I started hearing the stories, which we're about to get into right now, about the game, I remember playing that game. Yeah. I didn't think nothing of it Yeah, <laughs> um, at the time. And I don't even know why he had it because most people, I thought they sold it or got rid of it. But yeah, tell us well, about that. Well, every, everybody had it though. Everybody. Because I mean, I don't know if you guys are too young, but E.T. was so popular. I mean, it, and I don't know if you guys have seen it. It does yeah. not hold up. I yeah. mean, it is so inappropriate. I don't know why they thought this was a family sh- family movie. But I haven't I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. it that recently. I just remember watching it and being like, "This is boring." It is. It's bo- it's long, but, right? But, um, I think my dad had told me that was kind of the first time they had like product placement in a film. Yes. Yeah. With the <laughs> there you go. There you go. Look at that. Look at Aaron. <laughs> got the poster. <laughs> As a kid, I love that movie, but you know, I haven't seen it in recent. I haven't oh, seen man. that movie in recent it is, years. It's so inappropriate, and these kids like go everywhere. Like we would never allow it today. You know, of course, when I was a kid, I went everywhere too. So it made it made more it, sense. Yeah, it matched the time. It but uh, the time. now I need to watch it again, and it, <laughs> so I can see. <laughs> yeah, it just it just doesn't hold up, man. It's just it's it's long, it's boring, it's a very simple plot line, you know. And <laughs> so, the the parts that I remember being real super intense. And I watched it later where it's like, oh, it's kind of more creepy than intense. You know, it's not really, <laughs> uh-huh. it just doesn't, but I mean, whatever, you know, at the time it was like the number one movie, everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. So when um, they first had the idea to make the video game for it, um, you know, it normally took them like six to seven months to, to design a video game, but they wanted to get it before the Christmas stuff, you know, Christmas rush of, of mm-hmm. buying. So they only gave them a month to put this cartridge <laughs> together. And um, I heard an interview with the, the, with the designer, you know, of, of the game, real nice guy. I mean, this is really great interview. And, and he said that, you know, they are like, they told him, okay, we want a month. And he's like, we normally take six months, but we needed a month. Can you do it in a month? And he says, yes, we can do it in a month. So they just crammed. They just, he goes like, they worked <laughs> nonstop, like literally one shift would go, the next shift would come in and work all night long trying to get this, this code written for this crappy video game. It was so terrible. But they worked nonstop for a month, 24 hours a day, all day, through weekends, everything. They got it done. He got this award from uh, Nintendo or, or uh, from Atari um, about, you know, thank you for doing this. They sold, it sold so many video games, like within the first two weeks of it being released. Mm-hmm. And then after Christmas, no one bought another one. it it broke records of the initial sales Uh and then once people played it and saw how terrible of a game it was it was like no one wanted it and so um it was literally like you know because i mean video games were expensive back then these little cheap you know cartridges could be you know 20 bucks which back Mm -hmm. then in the 80s that was a lot of money you know and you could buy them for 50 cents i remember seeing them in store like in like even like like 7-elevens mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just had them they had stuck of video games and there would be et you know like 50 cents if you wanted it <laughs> and nobody and wanted these and it's hilarious to look at because there's a bunch of videos on youtube of people playing it and 
talking about the history a little bit too and um seeing the glitches and the issues with it when you see the game you you're like yeah no wonder because the the obviously the the system itself Yes. was capable of much better games. But yeah, like yeah. you said, now I didn't realize that they had developed it in a month. I do remember hearing a little bit about the story behind it. I didn't uh, know it was a month, but that makes sense when you see yeah. the finished game. And, and, and you could die for anything. Like anything mm-hmm. killed you. Like they had like these like swamp fogs kind of thing that you're supposed to go around. Mm-hmm. If you just accidentally like came within just a little nick of it, you die. You're dead. Yeah, you there start was from no- the bottom. There was no the collision. Yeah, nope. no collision detection. It was so easy to die in that game that it was frustrating. And then you'd have to go all the way. There was like no start ending point, right? It wasn't like you could save and then go back to that scene. No, you would start from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, we were throwing some paddles when we were playing that game. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted it to be quitting. so good. We Wait, wanted did it you, to be so good. Did you ever finish it? No, no, we no. You hated it. We hated the game. We played uh, it for we played it for probably about two weeks, and we're like, we're done with this thing. Let's play something else, man. You know. Now, let me ask you this: during that time, did they have because they used to have like um? I know at least by the time you got to NES days, they had like you can go grab a magazine or something to help mm-hmm. you. Did they have no. anything like that? They had nothing like that. Nintendo, no. or, or did you? Or right. what about? What about did you go to school and have other kids talk about it and like they give you tips and tricks and stuff like that? No, what we did was we went over to our friend's house and showed them what we did. That was that was our. I mean, there's no internet. There was no magazines devoted to you know like Nintendo Power was like the first, and I I had the first issue. I don't even know what happened to it, but I had the very first Nintendo Power issue Mm -hmm. um, with Mario on the front, and when that that was like revolutionary because we were like, whoa, this is so cool because now that was for um, uh, Mario Two, and um. Uh, so it had maps in there and, and it had, you know, kind of tips and tricks and stuff. So, but no, that was the first that I had ever had any type of help. It was always, you were on your own or if you knew someone who was good, you'd watch them play and try to learn their tricks. Gotcha. Yeah, that was it. I mean, cause it's even hard to explain, you know, it's even hard to kind of tell people how to do it. You have to kind of watch it because yeah early games it was really kind of an art because you're dealing with these low low res graphics you know it's kind of hard to to be real explicit with with things but and i take it there was no manual that came with the game either no there was manuals but they were they were pretty much helpless you know okay i mean they they didn't they didn't do anything for you i mean just it told you what the character was you know (laughs) et et and then here's the bad guy the agents and then here's the 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 reese's pieces and then here's bob you know it just gave you a general overview. They really were those, those things were not informative at all. You know, right. the, the only time you really like in the Intellivision when you needed to read it because it told you what all the buttons did. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but that's with Atari, true. you just plugged it in and then you just went, you know? Yeah. But no, no, there was no strategy. It was, you watched like there was that game venture I'd mentioned earlier on Atari. That was also kind of an adventure game. Mm-hmm. And I, I beat that game, but only because there was a kid down the street who had it, who was really good. And he showed me all the tricks, you know, he showed me how to, how to beat it um okay. but um that was that was it man it was just the neighborhood networking <laughs> you hope someone knew how to, how to be that's why none of us ever beat pitfall we didn't know anybody who, who did it so we just oh. kept floundering you know like nowadays we'd watch the youtube video and actually they have youtube they have someone yeah. I, I watched it i watched it one day i watched it, it was like 17 minutes it took them 17 minutes to beat pitfall uh-huh. but i just watched it because i had never seen anybody beat it before so I just had wow. to it once, you know. Yeah, I like watching walkthroughs of video games that I'd played like when I was a kid. 
or the, or like speed runs. Right. Those speed runs are, are fun. Yeah. The the one with the Super Mario speed run is like my favorite with that kid. <laughs> Because he like has such a, it's like quiet in his house. Like you know, nobody's celebrating except for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like looking around, like no one to high five. <laughs> like, well, see, that's like the classic red, you know, retro gamer. <laughs> that's the funny thing about it, though, is like only when you have, when you have that experience playing games, only you're really getting it. And to try to share it with someone else, maybe a family member, and they hate like eight video games. Mm-hmm. For me, that's always been like the hardest part about um, wow. being a quote unquote gamer, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like you don't understand. Like this is so great. They're like you're just sitting <laughs> yeah. on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, and just to put a cap on the ET thing. So there was always this urban legend that um, they they had so many ETs left over that they went and dumped them in this field in New Mexico, right? And yeah. I had always heard that growing up, and I just never thought of. Well, when they did that interview with that guy, they actually went and found it and dug them up. Yeah, they dug that them was, up. And that there was, was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was just recently. Yeah. And so they um and they played one. It worked after in the dirt in the <laughs> buried for all that time but that that's a testament to the cartridges you know uh-huh. um, yeah. uh, i buy I that yeah you, i mean like because i have i buy a nintendo cartridges when i can you know i always have search for them on craigslist and if there's one that i don't have i'll buy one don't um, sleep on bookman's by the way no i do that's where i get a lot of them i mm-hmm. I, I actually get, I, forget, I get records i mm-hmm. take the records down get credit and i use that credit to buy my nintendo games that's kind of my little scam <laughs> nice. and, um, but uh yeah it, it's just uh um but bookman's okay you know they have kind of the same ones the ones that are always good are always going to be like 40 50 bucks you know yeah yeah, yeah oh, anything you, there's that's even nintendo it. 64 games they're all the same price they were whatever yeah 20 years ago but you know the 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 thing that i i wish um i had kept because i i was well now we're getting into nintendo again see you gotta hold Antonio. back gotta hold back you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that story i want to say that story for the other one because that's a good story but um yeah you know um when when things went down well i'll just just to give you an idea of how bad because even though atari was the one that really had the glut of the bad games in television had some bad games too and i think they were just trying to keep up like i had this game called um frog bog and it was two frogs on lily pads and flies would fly above and you had to shoot the tongue out to catch the flies. And that was the whole game. And it kept track of how many flies that you ate and whoever had the most flies at the end of the period. And that was it. That was the game. <laughs> it was so bad. And we played it, you know, we played it because we just wanted to play something different, you know, but um, there, and Atari had one, the, the um, big bad wolf. And it was just a wolf and would blow bricks and you were the pigs and you were just building the house. So every time it blew bricks down, you would have to go pick up bricks and rebuild your house until he came. And that was it. And it was, it's such a dumb game. It's such. Wait a minute. I thought the bricks were supposed to be uh, unblowable. Yeah, I know. But that's. It's probably not a word. It it didn't matter. (laughs) It didn't matter. They were just making games. You know, they didn't have to make sense. We're just dumb kids. We're just playing them. Um, I bought the Atari flashback. It had like 96 games on there. And I went through and I said, man, I remember that game. I remember liking this. And this is a stupid game. You know? mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, it really kind of hit that. I was like, man, you're, there were a ton of really bad games for this. There were some really great games. Um, but just because they were re- greedy and wanted to sell, you know, sell, 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 they just, there was just an insatiable market for games that the quality control. So a, a, a television kept, they were the they designed their own games for a long time. They only allowed, um, was it 
trying to remember the companies. There was a, just a few companies they allowed to kind of make third-party games for the Intellivision. Mm-hmm. Atari let anybody make games. Activision yeah. was like the number one uh, yeah. company that made games for Atari. But I mean, they there was all kinds of crazy, you know, just really nonsense games that came and, out. And that contributed to the crash too. That's that was it. That was yeah, yeah. No, the, no type of um, no type of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like no filters, no filter, yeah. No quality, quality control. control. Yeah, no quality control um, at all. And 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 so ET kind of pushed it over the top because I think there had already been a lot of bad games, but then we just didn't play them, right? We, we right. if we saw them, we just we put them in the corner. We didn't, but we wanted to like ET because of the marketing muscle behind the movie. And yes. I'm just gonna say that from that point on, even till today, believe it or not, a lot of a lot of games that are based on movies the expectation for most of them is pretty low. Yeah. I mean, there's been countless Star Wars games, countless, you know, you name it, you know, even especially, uh, you know, during the 90s, Disney um, movies were were always converted into games and a ton of others. And usually the movie, if, it, if it's a game that's based off a movie, the game was, I'm, I'm sorry, if it's a game based off of a movie, the game was going to be garbage. Mm-hmm. And that has stood the test of time to today. But the book was always good, so hey. The book was good, <laughs> but the video game is, is always trash. Like I so say, even today, when they make movies, uh, when they make games based off movies, it's always going to be hit or miss. It's hit yeah, or well, miss. Like, well, here, here's the thing, though. In television, had some pretty awesome Tron games. Mm-hmm. So they had the, the the racers, you know, the with the light, and so it was mm-hmm. kind of like a. Um, you know, it's like a puzzle, right? You know, you had to kind of trap the other person. Uh-huh. That was a really cool, that was a fun game. And they had this other one called Tron uh, Solar Sail, which I had as well. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was fun. I mean, they, they really had, in television, had some really fun uh, uh, experiments, you know, with that. Um, another game that was really cool, because, you know, television, you can kind of have strategy in it. Like there was this one called Sub Hunt. And it was, uh, the way I would compare it is kind of like, uh, um, battleship okay where but the ships moved you could move the ships so you couldn't see where the other guy was you had a screen so you had kind of partially your screen and they they are there so you had to kind of shoot um you know missiles and each they had like a pt boat which was fast and moved around and it but it you had to be close range to hit then they had the bigger destroyer you know which had long range missiles but you moved real slow so it was kind of an easy target you know well, um, how did you divide up the screen so that the other person couldn't see the it screen? was it was total like you know you had to kind of you had to like uh what do you call it um be on it was like the honor system <laughs> so you had to promise you're only gonna look on your screen i mean it's no, not perfect because you did yeah <laughs> i would have but, to uh, put like a cardboard box or something like yeah a, yeah like cardboard to divide but it, the... it it was it was still it was still really challenging because you know it would come from the top of the screen down so mm-hmm. it wasn't always like a perfect thing mm-hmm. but i mean we and we play hours on that thing and um you know i got pretty good at it so, you know, I would, I would, cause you basically we would play whoever to win kept, you know, they stayed on kind of like, like basketball, you know, like a playground basketball. If you won, you stayed on it and someone else would challenge you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would run the table on everybody and it was, they hated me. <laughs> so when you say that you liked a certain game, would you say it's the competition aspect of it? Cause that's something absolutely. I really liked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's because who you're playing with, you know, so if you had guys who were really good, then it was a lot of fun, you know? Um, and I think in television, um, more so than Atari, 
kind of led towards like the the sports type like the madden you know i think uh, uh madden football is based off of a television football mm-hmm. because it was it was the first where you really felt in control of your players and you needed a certain amount of skill. Like Atari football was terrible. Again, it was just three guys huddled together. They moved in one thing and it just never felt like there was much skill. It was almost like you, you had to, to, um, you know, just not make, not make, uh, you had to make less mistakes than your opponent in order to win. But with Intellivision, you actually had skill in all the sports games and especially the football one, which scrolled, um, you know, you'd throw a pass and you'd have to kind of run to go catch the pass and so it did, it did have a little bit of skill. So that translated over to the N- Nintendo, Antonio. Um, <laughs> and, and to Matt, We're just going to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I think there was just a lot of really positive things that Intellivision brought and just never got the notoriety. They just never, you know, they, they just never were able to get over the, the hump on it. Hmm. Um, and um, yeah, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Well, I just think from our discussion, I've always talked to people and they've always had glamorous memories of the arcade. I think you're the only person I've really talked to that actually talks about home gaming as something that they're passionate about. Well, that's because arcade costs money. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to, I mean, we'd ride on our bikes because there was, there was arcade, like we would ride to a 7-Eleven, but you know, we, there was, we were at the mercy of whatever games are at 7-Eleven, you know, and they change them out every couple months. Um, but with our home console, we could pick the games, you know, and, um, um, so that we had a lot more opportunity to kind of invest time in that. Whereas we'd ride our bikes and our pants would be juggling with so many quarters in our pockets. And then we go there and, you know, in 45 minutes, it's gone. Yeah. You know, now what do we do? All our quarters are gone, you know, and, but we could spend, you know, hours just at someone's house. And, and also I think the fun thing of, Hey, I got a new game. I'll bring it over that, that kind of was a cool camaraderie building type thing, you know, to, Hey, I've got something I'm going to share with them. And then we all got to benefit from their, their purchase, you know, uh-huh. but you can't do that in the arcades, you know, you, the arcades are there, you show up there and, you know, but, but again, they, they had their thing. Like we had a track, track and field. I don't remember that, that old arcade game where you had to hit the buttons, you're all, and then jump, you know, and they had to jump over the, uh, 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 <laughs> sorry, track, they had track and field for, um, for NES oh, again, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a fun thing, but, but the arcade version of track and field is so much fun, and we would have, because you would hit the buttons for right, left, right, left to run, and then jump, so we'd have two people at the arcade. One of them would be the running guy and the other one would be the jump guy. And that's how we would try and beat the game. So, <laughs> so that was nice. cool because one quarter could, you know, could have two people busy on it. <laughs> but, but again, once you ran out of the quarters, then, well, I guess it's time to go play basketball because <laughs> you, you were done. Yeah. Right. You didn't really see that scene in the movies though, you know, <laughs> where the no. kids run out of quarters at the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, renting was not an option at this point. Oh, no. There was no such thing as renting. No, uh-huh. you bought. You bought. It wasn't until Nintendo came around. Like, you know, once Blockbuster was big, mm-hmm. then you could rent Nintendo games. But even that was very rare. It was more of the, the – once Super Nintendo came, then it was kind of more everybody rented af- after that. After mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, that was pretty standard. Although, you know, Blockbuster – when I worked at Blockbuster, they still had old Nintendo – the NES games there, too. But no, back then it was like if someone had the game, they had it. But that was, was kind of cool too because we would hear rumors that some somebody at the school had this game that we all wanted to play, 
you know, and then we would all kind of, Hey, how's it going? What's, <laughs> what's new? You know, I, yeah, right. I don't really like you, but I heard that you got this game. So yeah. <laughs> hey, I do that to Aaron like all the time now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I'm actually borrowing one of your video games right now. Oh, that's right. You, you do. You, yes, yes. Yeah. I just remembered that. Aaron's the single guy who has the whole catalog. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I have a question. Uh, it's kind of a nerd question, I guess you could say, about the development. So, you know, um, and this is one thing I was not able to, to find. I did a quick search for it, but I couldn't find the answer. And you might know it. Um, when it came to developing the, these games for Atari, for Coleco, for television, you know, nowadays they have development kits that the console manufacturers send out. Mm-hmm. Back then, did any of those systems use that, or, or, or were you basically coding on a PC? And did they no. use similar code for each? Like, was it the same type of code for each? Yeah. So I do know it was the same code um, mm-hmm. because uh, developers went from both Atari 2 and television. They kind of were interchangeable. So they went back. So I know it was, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the code was though. I don't know if it was like Fortran or, or, you know, cobalt or what some of those older language, I really don't know that, but I do know that the developers did hop back and forth. Um, But as far as uh, I think it was directly on the cartridge, I think that's what they programmed it on. I think it was just, once they got their code, they put it on a chip and put it on the cartridge and that was it. You know, but I would, and if that's the case, then that would explain why you were able to play. Yeah. Atari games on the was the Coleco vision. The Coleco, right? yep. If it was all coded in the same language, and yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yep. Uh, um, although you did need you did need to have a a, a module put into the Coleco, you know, to to uh, uh, read the the cartridge. But I believe it was the same language. I think it was just the cartridge was a different size, you know, so you needed one to make to sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so at yeah. what what point did you kind of stop investing in video games? I guess would you say. So I, I was pretty active all through my youth up until Super Nintendo. Hmm. So that was kind of the, when I started getting older, you know, that was around uh, 92, you know, I'm, I'm high school now, I'm, you know, I'm graduating. Big so, um, yeah, you know, I started getting towards adulthood and, and just didn't have time to, to play around as much. Um, but I was very active all through the, you know, from 80, 85 to uh, nine, the nineties with NES, you know, so I, I pretty much know a lot of that. And, and I know I, I'm still a big fan of the S S NES, but I, I don't have as much experience just because that's the time when I started tapering off a little bit. So I don't mm-hmm. know as much about the games or, or the deals on it, but well, don't worry about that. I'll fill you in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good. That was my hate and keeps running. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got you, Gabe. Don't worry. And I do, I do have an SNES. I have an original one uh, as well. And I have a bunch of games for it. You know, my favorites are the Donkey Kong, you know, Donkey Kong country games, the three. Oh yeah. I'm playing those, you know, and then Mario Kart, OG mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Yeah. That's when Mario Kart first started. Yeah. In fact, me and my daughter still, we play, we play the old, old Mario Kart still. Mm-hmm. I have the, the mini, you know, SNES mini. Yeah. We, we that's the, the thing is like, I don't, I don't think you should start kids off on like these 3d games. You should always start with like the 2d ones. Oh those yeah. They're just as entertaining when you're a kid. For kids. Yeah. You know, and, and like my daughter, um, she enjoys them more. Cause we have a, we have a Wii. I mean, you know, I've never really, invest in anything super big like i never was in the 
Xbox or, or, you know, not even a switch, you know, uh, I'd love, I'd love to have a switch, but I'm sorry, just, Gabe, we got to stop you right here. Yeah. <laughs> you can't join our club anymore. <laughs> oh no, I, I will get one. I'm just saying I, I, right now. I, this is not the right time, but, um, you know, my daughter, when, when, cause I, we had the Wii and we played, I got her some games and she was all right. And when I pulled out the, I, cause I got the, the NES classic first when it first came out, mm-hmm she loved it and and of course i was ecstatic because those are all my favorite games you know so yeah, I, mean, yeah. I played that we played it in tons and tons and then you know she loves super the original super mario brothers and uh and some of the other ones and then we got the snes and then it was like even another one so we keep those ones in the house now and if we ever want to play that's what we pull out although we still have the wii there too she had a couple little kid games on there that she liked but definitely she's like no let's play the nintendo or super nintendo I always think it's funny because I hear people well that I had worked with in a shop I worked with one time they were just saying like how they're gonna buy the new Xbox for like a six-year-old you got like this super engine like video games where all it is like racing and shooting and all this stuff and you're like they don't really need that it's way too much like input I would think for like a six-year-old but yeah no it is it's a lot it's a lot uh uh, stimulation you know (laughs) well I think part of it is that a lot of the parents want to play it too. Well, yeah, that too. So they use the kids as an excuse, but really it's for them. It I mean, I bought the Switch for Anna, so, you know. I mean, yeah, well, of course you did. <laughs> you're, you're such a generous husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. Nice. Oh, man. But yeah. Well, well, that's cool. I, it's cool to be able to talk about the, the um, that, that kind of like trio of uh, systems, because those three have the biggest impact. There was some. There was others, of course, but those who I yeah. think were the three main ones: the Atari, they, they the Nintendo, and the Intellivision. And, uh, and yeah, and I think the the testament to that is the fact that I was six to eight years old when that happened, and I was fully aware of industry things, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> of what was coming out. And yeah. I, I'm I'm just a kid, and I'm like, oh, this is this, you know, I'm I'm saying things like, oh, this game is going to be released at this date, you know, mm-hmm. and how did I know that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, other, <laughs> man, it was just a, it was kind of an awakening for me, like not only just for the games, but business wise. But that was the incentive was, mm-hmm. you know, for me to kind of hear things or latch, you know, or read things in the paper, you know, um, and then they would put out these advertisements, and you know, oh, we can't wait till this game, you know. Um, there was a, a game, a Mega Mania for the Atari, and it had this cool, you know, music that came on with the commercial. And it, the, the commercials came out about a month before they were released. I wanted to play that game so bad, and um, a friend of mine down the street got it like about no, a few weeks after it was released. And I mean, we played, we went over there, and Saturday afternoon, I mean, I, we were there for about four hours playing this new game, you know. And, um, it just, it was the first time marketing was actually affecting decisions that I made, you know, that Mm. I was aware of that, that I made a a conscious decision to play a game, not just whatever game was in front of me, you know, available to me. It was like, Mm -hmm. no, no, I want to play that game. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of, it's kind of scary. And when it taps into, you know, you see what, how powerful marketing is where you've got a time where there is no internet, there is no um, you know, special magazines or, or uh, uh, clubs or things like that for this. And yet I, you know, six-year-old knew exactly what was happening. A seven-year-old yeah. you know, knew exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty, pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, especially now with the internet and like radio, TV, all that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's been this, uh, for the last three years, there have been rumors of this new Intellivision Numico that's supposed to come out. 
and it's supposed to be like a retrofied um, console that plays that like rejuvenated old of the old Intellivision games. And um, I've, I'm not sure if it came out yet or not. I don't think it did, or it did come out and it really hadn't like not a lot of fanfare to it. Mm. Um, but um, I, I was real excited when I was like, I'm, you take my money, man. You know, that meme with the yeah, <laughs> shut up and take <laughs> my money. <laughs> that was me. I'm like, I don't care. You tell, you tell me the day, you tell me the place. Here is my credit card. I will buy it. I don't care if it's going to be bad. I just want to buy it. You know, I mean, I can play. come up with something if you'd like. Just <laughs> writing television <laughs> on a box. Do it, man. Do it. I'll, I'll buy it. Hey, you know, I just, that, that just reminded me of something. Atari actually released this. Uh, um, they did. A newer console. console. Yes, I think. And it's mm-hmm. um, funded on um, Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter. I don't think that ever went anywhere either. I don't think so. But I think um, they made an announcement recently saying that the people who backed it are going to start getting their systems in June. Oh, so okay. this month. Um, oh, that's very then, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so the backers are going to start getting their games, and then soon, I guess, uh, more people will start getting it. In, in other words, it's still a work in progress. They haven't given up on it yet. Right. That's but good. I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, of course, this is it's the marketing for it is not very clear it's it's almost it's not just a retro system it's also a modern system right and and that's the same thing with the namico they're they're trying to open it up where if you buy it not only can you play the old games um that are new but that people does uh developers will be able to make games like you know for it in other words you know that it can be used for newer games but just with that old style you know but they were going to clean it up and make it a little more modern looking and make the graphics a little better, but still try to keep the old feel. I mean, that was the the thought process, but like I said, it hasn't come, hasn't come through yet. But, but just on that particular topic, you know, in the retro gaming kind of field, there's, there's always the people who are like, Oh no, I don't like these flashback devices. You know, I don't like these, uh, like there's a big, you know, people don't like the minis, the NES minis. And then they have the Atari flashback and then they have in television one, same thing. I'm all for it. You know, the 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 co- controllers are usually not as good as the original controllers, mm-hmm. but the games are the same games. And if it's easier than me having to lug out an old system mm-hmm. and have all of these extra connectors to try to make it work on a modern TV, yeah. and I'm trying to blow into cartridges to get it to connect right, and, you know, all of this. Ooh. If I can just plug it into an HDMI cable and play the old games. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to play it the whole day. I just want to, you know, get a little nostalgia hit. You know, I think you're going to play the whole day game. We know. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a wife and a daughter. They're not going to play the whole day. (laughs) How did you plug in the old systems then to a TV? Oh, I got, I have a um, a CRT. Oh, okay. Yeah. But But what were they before? Like would it plug in? It was the antenna, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was. You know those little. If you remember the screws, the RS, yeah. two little screws, and and you would it had like these two little fork connectors. You'd plug it in there, tighten it, and then it had like this little on-off switch that you would plug in. The, and, and I have that. That's the, I have the original NES connector like that. So. Oh wow. Because if you want to use uh, play Duck Hunt with use the the gun, uh-huh. you have to have the the old TVs. They won't work on the flat screens. Wow. And how yeah. big were these TVs you're playing video games on? Well, when I, back then, I mean, they were, you know, full, you know, 30-inch, you know, huge. Well, you know, those ones that look like cabinets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, those are the ones we were playing on, you know, uh-huh. those big TVs. That, that was the best, you know. But um, one that I have is, isn't that big. It's pretty small, but it works, you know. 
Yeah. So, but my, I have a little storage area. I'm going to turn into an office for my business, but I'm hoping to have a little corner where I can make it my little gaming area. I can have all my, my, <laughs> my old TV and then my old, you know, system. and then also a flat screen as well for um, the, in the, the um, minis and mm-hmm. the flashes and just have a bunch of switches. You know, what do I want to play today? I'll play Atari switch, you know, I want to play in television switch. You know, that's my goal, but that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a collector's thing, you know, it's nostalgia. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing with us all that info about Atari and then television. And not and, NES. And not NES. <laughs> to be completely honest, I have never, I mean, I know what Atari is, uh-huh. but I never heard of this other stuff. And even what you're talking about, I'm going to have to look up a lot of videos. Well, did, come, no, come over. Um, I'll have you over once the COVID thing's over and uh, I'll, I'll let you play my flash. Or I can even lend it to you if you want, man. Although I, I probably have to be there to explain stuff to you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, I'm just I mean, go. Especially you, the Intellivision stuff. You'll never understand that. That's the intelligent <laughs> vision. <laughs> Atari, you might muddle like the through SATs. it. But. <laughs> to this day, only intelligent people can play. <laughs> so, would you like to build some anticipation for the next episode? Sure, man. Well, now's the after the crash happened. You know, I mean, we were thirsty. We were thirsty for some video games because there was about two years of you know we were just playing the same games over and over. But Thankfully, video game time was- that is an eternity. Yeah, it is. It really is. And even back then it was, you know, because I mean, we were used to getting new releases about every two or three months, you know, some new game would come out and now nothing, nothing was coming out. So then when we heard about this system that had a robot, oh man. Um, and I'll tell you all about that uh, on the next podcast. I cannot wait. That's going to be good. <laughs> that's, that's, I cannot wait. Cause NES is, I love that. Yeah. That was my first console and uh Yeah. Good memories. So we'll talk. I played about like that. Duck Hunt like once, and then we had the N sixty four. So I was that was my that was my system. You're such a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So this has been two crazy scoops podcast with your hosts Ao and Antino and our special guest Gabriel Gutierrez. Stay tuned for his next episode when we have. Uh, more discussions about the NES this time and Nintendo, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>